Welcome to the Between the Dream podcast. I'm your host, Richard Taylor Jr. Today is Monday, November 9th, 2020. I hope that you all are doing well and I hope that you've had a great weekend. I am so excited about today's episode. I'm so excited about being with you all today and I could not be more elated for today's conversation. It's one that I think is going to be so powerful, so needed for so many and you don't even know that you need it just yet. But before we get to that, I wanna say thank you to everybody who is tuning in, maybe for the first time or one of the first times um, hearing this podcast and you decided to come on back. Thank you so much for taking the time out to listen in today. I ask that you uh, subscribe on whatever platform you might be listening on. Um, and then of course, share it as well. You know, if you feel like this information is beneficial and it's needed, make sure you share it out as well. And then secondly, I wanna thank my dream team. Those of you all who continue to support me um, on a week to week basis with this podcast, sharing and listening and everything in between, you all are the real MVPs as well. And I truly just wanna say thank you. Um, this podcast episode is going to be important for several reasons. Um, the first is that when we talk about mental health, right, you know, I do a lot of work around mental health. One of the things that we haven't talked about much that I think goes under the radar is um, not just the stigma piece. You've heard me talk about the stigma of mental health as it pertains to maybe our upbringings or different communities, you know, but one thing we haven't talked a lot about is what happens when you might come from a community or culture that um, denies mental health or mental illness, or maybe doesn't talk about it at all, and not just not talk about it, maybe they treat it as if it doesn't exist. And you, what happens if you just so happen to be the person who is struggling, right? You in in and in this, you know how your culture feels about it. You know how your culture talks about it, and now you feel like you've fallen right into that. Um, that that space of the cultural stigmas um, that are deeper than just the norm, but it's almost like you don't have a support system. There's nobody there. And so this conversation is super important for me um, just because I have to do a presentation this week that I want to um, actually bring to you all first um, before I actually do it in a presentation where I'm going to be talking to students about how do we find ourselves being proactive and productive in, you know, mental health efforts um, when it comes to, hey, I don't come from a culture that supports mental health. Right. And so hopefully today I can give you a few answers and just cause you to think um, and maybe you can share this with somebody else. Maybe it's something that you need to take for yourself. Who knows? Right. But let's go ahead and jump into it. Right. This is a, a very real thing. And I think it's important to set the tone when we talk about cultures that deny mental health. Right. Um, it can come from a lot of different reasons. Right. The first that I think of is um, the social status piece. Right. Um, a lot of cultures and people. Right. We, we could say cultures, but obviously the culture is is run by people. Right. And so what we tend to see is that a lot of people who run and navigate within their respective cultures, they tend to place a super high value on um, the likes of their reputation, their family name, or their social um, and economical status, right? And so um, it's kind of like this term I used to hear people say all the time, it's like, save your butt to save your face, right? So you will literally do everything that you can to um, keep this uh, mask or this disguise of excellence or sometimes even perfection on. And what we don't realize is that during those times when we do that, we're actually um, 
doing ourselves a disservice because we've placed such a high pedestal that there's no room or space to actually be able to struggle or to be human, right? Another thing that you might see from a cultural standpoint that causes that closed door of not supporting mental health could be the likes of um, gender roles, which I think this one is so important. And I'll give you an example, like me growing up as a black man. And I think just hearing this from men in general, a lot of times men were discouraged to cry, to show emotion, to display or exhibit any kind of mental weakness and sometimes even physical weakness. I remember playing football, you know, in high school and during my time of, of being in sports, right? Like you could be hurt, but you can't be hurt for long, right? Suck it up, be a man, get back out on the field. And it definitely was the same way when it came to um, showing that mental and not, I don't want to call it weakness because it's not a weakness. I don't want to say it's a mental weakness, but to show that 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 true genuine hurt and pain and feeling that you have in those moments that's a legitimate thing but of course with these gender roles a lot of times and a lot of times we see it in like you know western society but i think that um it's all over as i've talked to people from different continents and different places and and it seems to be a commonality uh, around this right this is another cultural piece that i think causes us um uh to to miss out on some good opportunity to embrace mental health, right? Another thing that you might see is that age piece, right? Um, I definitely now with today's age, um, there's a comparison I'm noticing more and more when it comes to age and when it comes to um, this idea that, uh, how can I put this? This idea that, oh God, this is getting me, um, that, my generation had it worse than yours definitely now with the you look at millennials and gen y and gen z and their ability to be completely honest and transparent right and and of course when you open up about mental health in these days in these contexts a lot of people are like oh you're too snowflakeish or you're being soft or this that and the third and it's like no like i'm just simply being open right Many of the people who call those soft or snowflakes or whatever else the case might be like, hey, don't forget you struggled as well. You you struggled and you went through. But maybe instead of talking about it, you just sucked it up and you lived with it, but never truly healed from it. Never actually took the time to learn from your traumas, from your negative experiences and while you think that, oh, I came out just fine, the reality is, is that maybe you didn't come out as fine as you think because of the fact that everything that you dealt with is still there. You just allowed the disruption to become a part of your life and it felt normal, right? This I had a conversation a few weeks ago about this, right? We cannot allow dysfunction to to become normal in our lives so that once dysfunction is actually challenged we think that people who are challenging dysfunction are challenging us and attacking us and that's not the case it's simply to say that hey yes you might have lived with this yes you went through it um and i'm not taking that away from you i'm just simply saying with this younger crowd yo like they're just a lot more vocal right and they can't just sit there and bear the brunt of it they want to be able to get help and healing and they deserve that right so we've got to be mindful of that and and we've got to be able to support that rather than um treating it the way that we have been right and so this is another piece in culture and obviously you know religious uh beliefs is another one as well spirituality right 
um, and, and this idea notion of maybe not being close enough uh, to God or, or um, maybe not seeking help because um, there's a lack of understanding around it. Right. Um, and, and, and feeling like, oh, I don't need a person's help because I can just rely on my religious beliefs. And, and so I think that this one is another one. Right. But what we've got to understand is that when we talk about these types of circumstances um, and not having community support um, and not being a, a community that does support as well. One of the other things that we've got to consider is the effects of um the stigma culturally some of the things around the stigma we've got to con consider how this can affect us right um it, it can lead to offense with people who who struggle mentally and emotionally um and 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 what happens when the person who's struggling mentally and emotionally is a part of say culture that isn't supporting or even opening up about mental health right um it definitely can do a really bad job when it comes to stereotyping people with mental health issues and conditions. And this is where I want to pause real quick because, you know, I've been pushing it a lot this year. It's it's the new chapter. I mean, it's the first chapter of my new book. I might even put it in the actual title of the book. But this this concept of we all have a mental health. Right. One of the easiest ways that we can break the stereotype is by getting people to realize that mental health is something that we all have. Doesn't mean that we all have issues, but it means that we all carry a mind. It means we carry emotions that can be triggered, that that matter. And in that, we've got to be very mindful of that. Right. And so I, I want us to, to keep this in the back of our minds, or actually in the front of our minds so that we don't fall into these ridiculous stereotypes um, as well. Uh, let's shift gears here real quick. We're going to take the last few minutes of this episode to simply talk about some ways that we can work in helping to change um, the, the stigma, the stereotypes, what happens when your culture isn't supporting you, right? And you being able to find support, even if you can't get it from within inside of your culture, right? And so I'm, I'm speaking to a group of college age students this week about this um, later on this week. And I think that uh, what I'm giving to them is is universal, um, which means that you can take from it as well. And the first thing I want to encourage is um, taking the time to educate yourself when it comes to um, not only mental health, right, but the community mental health services that might be around you. OK, so you're not getting the support you would like to get from, say, mom, dad, aunt, uncle, family members, sibling, whatever the case might be. I really want you to understand that there is still help for you. And it might not come from those that you expect it to, right? We use this term a lot of time where we say all skin folk ain't kin folk. And I want to take that same concept when it comes to how we approach mental health. Yes, they're your family, they're your relatives, but sometimes you might find a greater sense of family embrace and acceptance from people that are friends that become family rather than those who have been born as blood relatives. And that's okay. It doesn't discredit your family. It doesn't take away from them. It's simply to say that for what you need with the help that you require and desire with your mental health, you've got to be able to look 
further than what you currently have, right? So being able to find community mental health services, or here's another one, um, embracing and finding advocacy groups for mental health or mental illness, right? Support groups. Um, the, I know a lot of people are like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, we, if we're honest, we're too proud sometimes, right? We're too proud to, to, um, and admit that yo we need help but i want to encourage you to do this because when you don't have it in family it doesn't mean that you can't find it in other places right um i would also want to encourage you all if you are a student on a college campus per se um taking the time to find the university or medical school affiliated programs that offer um you know advocacy groups or maybe even like treatment programs for those who might need like legitimate treatment plans to get to a space of healing um to really get to a, a sense of stability whatever it might be in that regard right now let's say for instance you're not a student right um you're you're a working adult right i want to encourage and, and a lot of the corporate clients that i've been working with lately i'm noticing that they're doing a better job with this but i want to encourage the workplace employee um, assistant programs when it comes to how they are moving in the realm of supporting their employees with their mental health. This is becoming a big thing. And I think that COVID has really brought it to a head for a lot of companies. And so I really want to encourage you all, if you are a, a person in the workplace, talk to HR. If you need to ask around to a few people about it, listen, there's no shame in that. You deserve that help. You deserve that support. And you definitely deserve that community, right? Um, if you are an adult too, of course, don't forget about um, reaching out to you know, your care physician or maybe, um, you know, individuals in your area looking up psychologists or therapists or counselors within your area that might be taking in clients. This is another way that you can do it. Support might not be coming from the community that you expect, but it does not mean that the support is not out there in other forms, right? And we've got to also remember, too, that there are definitely um, state, local, um, and I think even like federal um, type of health services and agencies that exist within our community, right? Sometimes they are in those little buildings that we walk by but never go into. They might be surrounding the area of, um, you know, some shopping places that we go to and you see the building and you're like, oh, I wonder what kind of things they do here. Um, and, and come to find out it's usually some kind of like, you know, health service or agency that's sitting in the cusp and it's like, yo, like your support is legit sitting sitting right there, right? And so these are just a few things that I wanna give you all today that I think can be so beneficial for you as you seek out community, as you try and find it. And once again, I do wanna remind you that it is okay. It might not always come um, to from the the family or the culture that you grew up in, but that's not to say that you do not have the right or the permission to go and seek it out through other um, means and other areas and resources that provide support. That is my message for you all today. I definitely hope that this has blessed you in this time. I'm looking forward to coming back on Wednesday with another powerful episode um, in conversation with you. I'm going to have a few guests joining us this month in November as well. So make sure you stay tuned. Please 
If you don't do anything else, follow me on Instagram, Jr. Facebook and LinkedIn, Richard L. Taylor Jr. And of course, you can reach me on my website as well, richardtaylorjr.com. There you will find out all about me, see some speeches, check out my books and the merch. It's all there. You're not losing in life. You're not failing. You're simply between the dream. Let's have a great week.